Hello guys and welcome back to Podcast Mantul, an official podcast brought to you by Permias MSU where we discuss the opinions, perspectives, and also views from the Indonesian community right here in East Lansing. My name is Andika Diantoro and I will, I'm your lead host for today and I would like to welcome you guys back to our podcast's third episode. Uh, I know we haven't done an episode in a couple of weeks due to the busy schedule that we've been having in our academic life, but we are proud to present you uh, this episode, you know, to further dig deep into uh, the thoughts and basically the views of what the Indonesian community uh, in East Lansing, you know, uh, is trying to explain and do. And uh, I am right here uh, in this episode. I am joined by my co-host, uh, Febri. Febri, how are you doing today? Hi, everyone. Welcome back to our podcast. I'm doing great. How about you, Andika? I'm doing very well myself. Thank you. And it is my great, great honor to welcome two uh, guests on the podcast today. Our first guest uh, is a second year a uh, student here at Michigan State University. And she is uh, in the Board College of Business and her name is Jasmine Richardson. Uh, welcome to the show, Jasmine. How are you doing today? I'm doing good. Thank Ooh. you guys for having me. Oh, well, thank you for taking the time uh, to be here with us today. And mm-hmm. our second guest uh, is a third year student majoring in experience architecture. And she also happens to be one of the e-board members of the current Permias MSU 2020-21 administration. And her name is Nikki Natio. How are you doing, Nikki, today? I'm doing good. Nikki. Thank you. <laughs> thank you for inviting me here. <laughs> oh, thank you for taking the time um, to be with us today. Uh, really do appreciate it. Mm-hmm. And uh, as a start to explain what goes on in this episode, this episode is going to discuss how uh, mm-hmm. Indonesian Americans or Indonesia people uh, who, who, who grew up in America who have um, Indonesian uh, background or influences growing up. And I would like to uh, get started here uh, with Jasmine um by asking um how how is it like for you you know to to be uh someone of indonesian background who grows up in america you know who basically you know lived through most of her uh youth you know as an person with Indonesian background, you know, growing up here in Michigan and basically going through your K-12 education years, what was that like for you? So to give like some background about me, um, my mom is from Jakarta um, and she immigrated here in like the late 90s um, and then met my dad and then they had me, then they had my brother and then my sister, but My dad is, um, he is half Haitian. So my grandma is from Haiti and um, his dad is, has like German descent and like mostly is like American, I guess. So my dad looks white. So that's kind of confusing for some people because, you know, Haitians are not 
normally white. They're, you know, very dark skinned. Um, but my grandma isn't, which is interesting. So it's kind of um, an identity crisis for me, I guess, because right, my mom, I have a lot of influence from my mom more so than my dad. So I feel more connected to my Indonesian side rather than like my Haitian side or like the white side of me just because like the food that is cooked at home that I usually eat is Indonesian food. Um, and I, and like my parents are now divorced, but um, like since I was like 12. So um, for most of my life, I've just been living with my mom. So I feel way more connected to my Indonesian side rather than like my dad's side of the family. And my grandma immigrated here when she was nine years old. So she doesn't really have an accent. Um, she does speak French, um, but I think that was something she just learned. And because, well, in Haiti, they speak Creole, but she does speak French, but not specifically Creole. Um, so I didn't, so even like her, cause she immigrated here so young that she doesn't really um, portray a lot of like Haitian culture, like in her food or like the way that she talks to us or anything. So. That's why I always just kind of identify myself as being Asian, um, even though I guess that's not fully the truth. Um, but I feel like when people would look at me and I told them, you know, like, oh, but I'm actually like a quarter white and a quarter Haitian and like half Indonesian, like, you know, I think they would only just see maybe like, oh, you're some type of Asian or something. So that growing up, kind of makes it confusing to explain to people um, and kind of ha like made me have like identity crisis, right? Because at the same time that I identified more as Indonesian, I can't say that I am. Anytime I go to Indonesia, like I don't speak Bahasa. Mm -hmm. um, and that's like one of the biggest factors that kind of alienates me. And also I don't really, I don't like as like my skin tone and like my black hair and like might be like, okay, yeah, she's Indonesian, but at the same time, it's like my nose and my skin can sometimes be a little, like it can change, um, but my hair is really, really curly. And I kind of get that from my grandma because she's from Haiti and like, that's the type of hair she has too. Um, and so, and also I'm taller. I've realized anytime I go to Indonesia, which is kind of nice because here I'm really short. Um, but I, I still feel alienated when I go to Indonesia. So it's kind of, it's kind of like here, it's like I don't fit in because it's all majority white people. And then it's like over there, I don't fit in because I don't speak the language. I'm still kind of, you know, I don't, I don't really fit what the typical people live, like look like there and stuff like that. So that's kind of hard for me, but it's something I've learned to just cope with. So, yeah. Well, it's a very interesting background you have because not only, uh, I mean, you know, it's kind of like a diverse identity kind of thing, you know, where, I mean, you, as you said, your mom is from Jakarta and then you have your dad's side who is, if I'm understanding this correctly, he's half Haitian, is he not? Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, uh, with this and... You know, Indonesia is a very diverse country itself. I mean, you, and obviously, uh, you, your your background in terms of family roots, you know, has already has a diverse kind of thing. You know, where mm -hmm. you not only you get 
Indonesian, but you also get like, you know, your, as you said, you know, half white and then half Haitian, which is very, it's a very interesting mix uh, is what yeah. I'm trying to say. <laughs> uh, and also, you know, it's kind of very good to, you know, see, you know, the, I would say the risk benefit kind of thing where you said, you know, you don't fit in uh, in Indonesia because of say, as you said, the language itself, where you said that you do not speak it quite often. Uh, mm -hmm. and, uh, in here in the United States of America, you know, it's a predominantly white, uh, society and, you know, um, it's a very interesting, uh, background story you got there. So mm -hmm. I'm a shift. Uh, to Nikki right here, uh, I would ask uh, the same question. You know, what is it? What is it like for you? You know, to be uh, a person of Indonesian background. You know, growing up here. Like, what's what's the what's the view on that from your side? Yeah, no. Um, I would relate to Jasmine a lot about like having identity crisis because I'm also like a really big variety, like mix of races. So, um. My dad's like my main connection to Indonesia because that's where he grew up, but he's from Chinese descent. And my mom is from Brunei, which is like, it's also Southeast Asia, but she's also from Chinese descent. So I connect more with like the Chinese side than Indonesian rather, but um, I'm still like not enough Chinese to like, be Chinese and then not enough like Indonesian to call myself Indonesian too. So whenever people ask me like what my ethnicity is or like specifically, I just say like I'm Asian, you know. I don't like I just I say the Asia. Yeah, the big exactly. picture. I can't like specifically say I'm Indonesian or Chinese. And then I grew up in America, so I'm basically like I don't know, I'm not fluent in Chinese and I'm not fluent in Indonesian basically like american but american asian <laughs> so yeah <laughs> that's what it's like and um yeah i, I don't i don't, haven't had many chances to like go back to asia too so i'm not really that much in touch with like um relatives and the culture and all that so yeah joining permias was something to um that i wanted to um help expand like uh, learning about the Indonesian culture and more about like what it's like to get more in touch with that side of my culture yeah mm. well, that's pretty nice <laughs> I think joining Fermi yeah. was a really good idea too because everybody is so nice here <laughs> like... well I'm well <laughs> really well, well that kind of moved me a bit I'm not gonna lie to you <laughs> um well, um, it's very interesting uh, that you said uh, that, you know, you identify uh, yourself as Asian because as February said, you know, you're basically giving everybody, you know, the big picture because, uh, yeah. I mean, as you said, you know, you are of uh, Chinese descent and your mom is from Brunei and your dad is your main connection to Indonesia, which as a matter of fact, all of those countries is in Asia. It's just so much so that uh, Brunei and Indonesia, you know, have uh, to be in Southeast Asia. And um, it's very also very uh, interesting of you, Nikki, to, you know, to be able to have that curiosity to learn about, you know, 
uh, one side of, you know, your heritage. Because, I mean, obviously, you know, uh, there are some cases where, uh, you know, people like the United States in particular, as an example, you know, they're uh, from their great, great grandfather, you know, to like themselves, you know, they're uh, white, 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 or black, 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 but, you know, it's, and also, this also applies to you, Jasmine, I think, because, you know, you, you guys are, um, you know, you got so much background going on. You just want to learn the pieces, you know, one by one, you know, uh, dive deep in them. And the second question I want to ask you guys is, uh, you know, uh, I'll start again with Jasmine uh, here for this next question. Um, Obviously, you know, you have your um, mom at home who is the main connection uh, to Indonesia, as you said, you know, be, being that she is from Jakarta. And um, if I understand you correctly, uh, you said, you know, in at home, you know, you uh, have the opportunity every so now and then, you know, to eat Indonesian food. Um, but what I want to get at is, you know, while growing up, uh, do you, do you voluntarily uh you know reach out to uh you know to find out you know who who is in it who who else is indonesia besides you know my mom or you know do you voluntarily uh seek out to indonesians other indonesians growing up is what i'm trying to get at fellow indonesians yeah i mean so when i was little it's really hard well because right because there's not even a really big like Indonesian community in Michigan. So I, the only people that I knew were my friends that like my Indonesian friends that were like basically my mom's friends, kids, you know? Um, and so that those are the only like Indonesian connections that I really had. And it was really sad because like every year, like they would just go back to Indonesia. Like so some of my closest friends that I knew since I was a baby up until like they were my best friends, um, like my Indonesian friends. Like I would only really see them like on a weekend whenever we had like an Indonesian gathering event. Um, and anytime like we had one of those like Indonesian gatherings, like we would like all the kids would play together and like they were like they were my best friends. It was like um, this one girl who was the same age as me and then her sister was a year younger. And then the other one was this, like a similar age to my younger sister. So it was really, the reason why we were so close is because we like my, me my brother and my sister were like practically the same age as, you know, all three of them. Um, excuse me. So um, basically like once they moved, they moved back to Indonesia, like literally when I went to Indonesia to see family. Um, and that was really hard for me because like, I was like, so every time we have an interviewing gathering, like I won't see them anymore because they're moving back there. And they were basically in the same position as me. They didn't know any Bahasa either. Um, they moved back in 2013. So they were 12. So the oldest one was 12. So I was 12 at the same time. Um, they didn't know any Bahasa either, but to this day, they, they now know because they went to school there for the rest of the time. Um, and I had a really hard time like connecting with them again, like trying to text them. I did try, but it's just so different because I, you know, it's, I don't know, it's really hard because it, it's like the, I grew up in such like an American, I grew up in American school, even when they were here, they went to like a mosque 
or like an Islamic school, um, because I, I have like an Islamic background, but they went to Islamic school because their parents were very strict on that. And my mom isn't. So it's like, I, if, if I were to connect with Indonesians here, it would be like most likely that they had like an Islamic background. Um, so then that makes it kind of, I, I mean, I know that majority of Indonesians um, are Muslims, but it's like that also kind of shrinks the bubble of who I knew at, as an Indonesian. So, right. So, so then like, okay, I, it, it was basically just my mom's friends, kids, that that was my only connection. And then like, it wasn't until like college, right. That like, I knew like, oh my God, there's a club about Indonesians, you know, like Permias, right. So my mom was like, okay, when you go to MSU, I want you to join Permias. I'm like, yes, of course. Like I would have done it anyways, regardless of what my mom said. Cause it's just, it, and then it's like, I learned so much more about, you know, how, like different types of Indonesians too. And now I have, you know, like Indonesians of different backgrounds and stuff, which is awesome. And I'm really glad I could like widen that bubble and then like find people that actually related to me because I grew up mostly being Indonesian rather than like American, right? Like my my mom spoke Bahasa in the house, but I, I didn't know what she was saying. Or And my aunt would too. And then my mom would make Indonesian food. And then like, I would go back to Indonesia like every maybe four years or something to see my cousins. And I have like a really big family back there. So like, it's just like great to be able to talk to people that like relate to your culture that I couldn't relate to with like anyone else at all because for so many years I've been cut off by my friends that all moved back to Indonesia that I knew of when I was little so it's really it's really sad but I'm really happy now that I have like a good community of friends that I can identify with so yeah and, that's nice to hear that jazz yeah and I can tell you that this good community as you say is uh you know trying to explain your perspectives to the world to the world through this and podcast exactly yeah. which is why we are having this and also i like that you um despite the language barrier obviously you you, you still try to you know connect with yeah. fellow indonesians in a much more personal way whether it's you mm -hmm. know through your um relations to your family and this particular your mom or say your cousins you know despite them you know moving uh back to the country and uh also i like the fact that you emphasize a lot about indonesian gatherings it's a, it's a very it's a it's a it's a very, it's such a common thing in indonesian culture to have like yeah. a small gathering exactly and you know i mean uh as, as you said, you know, in the Indonesians are, you know, very nice. And that's kind of, you know, the essence of who we are. We, mm -hmm. we say, we say, we say hi to people, regardless of where you're from, regardless yes. of what your background is. We have mm -hmm. Indonesian food together, which is, you know, I mean, who doesn't, yeah. love, who doesn't like it when Indonesian food is on the table? That, that I can tell oh, you no. from a personal perspective, at least. <laughs> mm -hmm. uh, and, you know, I also like, um, fact that you know uh you uh are encouraged you know to uh deepen your relationship with that side of your culture which is yeah. um uh, indonesia you know by 
firstly being with us today uh, <laughs> and uh, you know just as you said you know not as you go you learn that there are different types of Indonesians which is um, mm-hmm. I cannot emphasize this very very much better that you know diversity is one of the strengths yeah. of our country mm-hmm. yeah we have a large population we have plenty of islands uh We have a lot of like different ethnicities within Indonesia too, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And you know, it's it's kind of you know the 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 value the valuable stuff you know that you learn you know oh, uh, uh, Indonesia is you know has a variety of you know advantages and strengths and benefits in its people and its culture, and. Uh, with that, I would like to ask Nikki the same question. Uh, you know, as uh, you were growing up, you know, did you, you know, voluntarily reach out to uh, other Indonesians? Uh, yeah, so, like, I naturally just got um, Indonesian friends. I, just, I call my Indonesian friends family friends because they were friends made from mm. my mom, my parents, like mm. my parents' friends and then their children, like Jasmine's yeah. friends. So mm-hmm. those are mostly mostly where my Indonesian friends come from. But like in school and stuff, I don't think I've ever met any Indonesian um, people until I came to MSU, actually, mm. which just tells you like how big MSU is. But in um, like high school, middle school, elementary school, the friends I would make would be like like Asian, Asian Americans in general. They wouldn't be like specifically Indonesian. Most of them came from like, yeah, like China or Korea. So yeah, those are like my, right now, like my small group of friends are still just like Asian Americans. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah, that's, so I did reach out, like I would reach out like specifically, like if I see somebody in the class that's Asian, I'd be like, oh, because <laughs> like, it's just so easy to relate to each other. And like, once you get talking, you're I agree. Get, like, yeah, right. Like once you mm-hmm. find somebody Asian, that's like, you immediately click somehow, I don't mm-hmm. know. And mm-hmm. like, so that's just like the click of friends that I had in um, high school. And yeah. <laughs> How did you like um, find, you know, like try to find um, Indonesian, like fellow Indonesians in college compared to like in high school or with your like your family friends? Actually, like, I didn't even, I wasn't even the one that reached out to find, like, Permias and, like, Indonesian mm. people in um, MSU. They were the ones that found me. Like, oh, I what? met, yeah, like, I met you guys all because um, I had a classmate that was um, from Indonesia, and then she was in Permias, and then um, she brought me to, like, your guys' like, potluck thing, and then, like, I ended up like being part of the e-board and all that and making friends. So yeah, that was really Oh, that's a really interesting story. Like it's a contrast between you and Jasmine. Right? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> like Jasmine awesome. um like reached out to Permias, but then with Nikki's situation, Permias reached out to you. Yeah, exactly. Wow. You see, even the ways of reaching out to Permias is very diverse, let alone the background <laughs> and the social structure of our society, you know. Uh, and I would like to highlight uh, what you said, uh, Nikki, about, uh, you know, how your cla- one of your classmates uh, was in uh, Permias because 
that is one of our, you know, good friendly values that we offer. I, I know from uh, the past that, you know, uh, throughout my undergraduate years, since I was a freshman, like, you know, I would either, you know, turn like go to any, not just a class, you know, go like, say, for example, to like a social event, say hosted by like, uh, ASMSU or UAB or things like that. You know, if I if I find a guy who like, you know, has if if I like identify like guy, oh, are are you Indonesian or something? Or I hear like Bas Indonesia in the background, like, is that you? Are you Indonesian? And you know, I would kind of like you know bring him or her to, uh, you know, we are her, yeah. Yeah, let them like join the community. Exactly. <laughs> we need more people. Yeah. <laughs> but um, what I really, my next question, you know, for you guys, uh, I'll just uh, start off with uh, Nikki first for this one right here is, um, you know, we, we've, you dive through, you know, the background of uh, the family roots. You know, we we've already gone through and covered. You know, how you reached out for your, you know, to your fellow Indonesians, whether it's family friend, school friend, um, or maybe just someone you met, you know, at an occasion or whatnot. But now I want to dive in, you know, to. Uh, as of say the undergraduate life here at Michigan State of you know uh, being someone who has Indonesian background is what I want to ask is that what are the benefits and challenges of being an Indonesian in the United States especially now you're in college you know you uh, mm-hmm. life is different you know you mm-hmm. it's definitely different from when you were like for example when you were in your K to 12 years and you know now you're in college you know you're expected you know to uh try to make connections exactly as much as possible. <laughs> uh and also more so um you know try to be should I say independent is the word I would want to use very you know uh to assert this question so basically you know as I said what are the benefits and challenges of uh, in being an Indonesian in the US. I would like to start with you, Nikki. Um, benefits and challenges. I, I don't know about like being Indonesian because I don't know, like, like you mean like getting jobs and stuff like that or internships? Well, I mean, it's just, you know, how uh, since you are now in the college, you know, um, you having, you know, I didn't, you know, having Indonesian background, you know, how is, what are the uh, goods and bads of it? You know, just living as a college student, you know, uh, having known that you have Indonesian background uh, on you. Okay, well, good. I can start off right away as like meeting Permias, like joining, being able to join this, you know, like um, Indonesian community just because I'm like slightly Indonesian, you know? <laughs> That's something good. Like it's easier to make friends because I'm Asian and because like I have, I can find like this Asian community at MSU. Mm-hmm. Um, negatives, I don't know about any like challenges that I've had personally, like growing up um, like Asian or Asian American finding like 
jobs or stuff like that. But I know there are people like my friends that have gone through like um, discriminatory, um, like bullying and stuff during high school and all that. And even in college, like just because they're Asian. And like, I hear that stuff all the time. It's really disappointing to hear all that and like know that this stuff still happens. And it's like, it's like it's 2020 you guys like what are you doing like, <laughs> are you still being racist to people like what is this but yeah that's what i would say i i like how you provide a disadvantage yet a reaction of that to of that to, at the same time like you say like <laughs> uh you say like you know uh discrimination is still happening and yet you try to uh say what you think about it and uh the same question you know goes to jasmine uh mm. like what is what are the benefits and challenges of being in an, an indonesian or an, a person with indonesian background in the u.s especially now you're in college yeah so i feel like in college it's honestly been way better um because msu is so big i think it would have been different if i went to a really small college that wasn't as diverse that I would have either had like a similar experience that I did when I was like in my K through 12 school. Um, but I, but because of being at MSU and it's so diverse that it kind of like my, my like race doesn't really matter. And I, that, what I mean by that is not like a bad thing. I mean, like it, it's not surprising, right? It's, there's so many diverse people on campus that like, you know, people look at you like you're just another student or you're just another person to reach out to and then they're also maybe curious like oh what's your ethnic background or something like that which like I would rather have people ask me than to be assume because like a lot like a large portion of my life like people would just assume what I was like they're like oh are you Indian or um are you like Filipino or like some and some people thought I was black for like a long time too like when I was in school and I was like kind of con- like it's really it's just really just like all right I rather have you ask me than to just assume because the problem is is like people that go to a school where it's predominantly white or something right their exposure to um you know people of other races are like okay there's Indians there's Chinese people there's Japanese people. you know what I'm saying like Indonesia's not really that well-known, and I was very proud of any time we learned about Indonesia and, like, in school or something, because I'm like, that's my country, you know, like, I would would be so proud, because I'm like, people need to learn more about these countries, like, Southeast Asian countries that no one knows about. Yeah, Yeah, definitely. Yeah, so it's, like, it's really frustrating for people not to know, but I feel like by the time they're in college, they're a lot more educated, and mm-hmm. people are a lot more open to like accepting people of a uh, different color and like being a little bit less non-discriminatory because there are so many people and they're just students like yourself. Um, and I feel like that's like one of the, um, one of like the like challenges, right? Of being like Indonesian or just being someone of color in an American society is like a lot of people, they're just uneducated about um, other races in general um, and it's really really sad and it's something that 
isn't really approached very often. And that's why it makes being, you know, different so difficult, right? It's just because other people aren't educated. If they were, right, they'll just treat you like a normal human being. They wouldn't, they would know what to say, what not to say to you, um, how to think like, oh, you're, oh, you're Muslim, right? Oh, okay. You know, I, I, I've heard a lot of these things about, you know, Islam, is it true? Yes or no? Like, I would rather someone ask me rather than just be like, is like, oh yeah, all Muslims are bad or Islam is bad, right? Like, that's just like, okay, you're very, like, I can tell you don't know anything, right? Yeah. So it's just like dealing with stuff like that is just really hard sometimes, but I feel like it's a lot better now. Yeah. Well, I I like that uh, you, you try to, you know, um, ex- explain that um you know your i would say your struggles of being uh, i would say told that you know you're different from others especially um when you are um in your you know k-12 years and now that you said that you're in college you know everything is better because people are starting to learn more about um other cultures um and i also would like to uh, highlight one thing, uh, which is that, you know, and I think we can all relate to this, uh, you know, you get, I think you mentioned you get asked about, you know, uh, what's Indonesia like, you know, uh, what what are the things? I mean, I, I guess every, you know, one of us in, in this podcast, you know, you know, get gets asked, you know, where are you from? Or, uh, and then, you would have to answer uh you're you're i'm from indonesia and like you know that, that that's that's a conversation started you know as a pathway uh you know to learning about our culture and personally if i get asked that question uh i say you know um it's uh it's in southeast asia or i basically you know show them a picture of indonesian food because you know uh personally speaking you know food is you know my way of uh you know connecting you know with people you know i mean let them see different foods and also you know tell them a bit you know where i'm from i'm uh i would say you know i'm from the capital city of jakarta i was born and raised there and such and such so i would just basically like to underline that you know uh what you said jasmine about you know getting asked about your indonesian side if i may say so myself uh you know can be used as a conversation starter and you know mm-hmm. uh it's kind of you know a good thing that you know uh these type of conversations can happen because we uh you know uh we're just only students you know we and also for other people you know we we're here to, you know to learn from each other we in this podcast, uh, as I mentioned uh, time and time again, you know, we're here to, you know, learn from each other, have people, you know, tell their views on such and such matters or issues and topic of, you know, a variety of, you know, spectrums or measures. And going about Indonesia, um, have uh, to Jasmine, Nikki, um, you guys have vis- have you guys have visited Indonesia at least in recently, uh, right? 
or at least like within the past couple of uh, years or so? Um, Actually, like the last time I've been to Indonesia was like in eighth grade. <laughs> it's like four to five years not ago. Not so long a ago. A long time ago. Dude, yeah, yeah, I haven't been there in such a long time. Because we only go back to Asia for like important matters, important like family mm-hmm. matters. So, yeah. So, so that was like how what? How about you, Jasmine? What year was that, Nikki? What year? Um, 2014, I think. Oh, wow. That, yeah, so like six wow. years ago. <laughs> oh, my God. Mm. But, yeah. but I can I can relate to that, though, because like it's the same with me. It's like I only go there because it's very it's expensive to go there. Like because mm. the thing is, it's like my aunt will mostly pay for us to go like for the tickets and stuff. So it's like, okay, there's five of us. So it's like, that's a lot of money. Like, it's like like $1,500 a person. Yeah. And it's like five people. That's a lot. Yeah. So um, the last time I went there was 2017 because of my cousin's wedding. And I had to go like for only two weeks because it was in October and I was still going to school. So um, yeah, I don't really go there often. And then before that, I went in 2013. Um, I don't really know. Oh, we just went to visit um, because we hadn't seen because the before that we saw our family was 2007 or eight, I believe, because my grandpa was sick. So we would always go like every. I don't know, big chunks of years and we were supposed to go this year, but then like COVID. So yeah, it's really sad, though, because my oh, because a little bit of context my mom is the youngest out of four sisters yes yes and my so all my cousins are older than me like significantly mm-hmm. older than me like they have their own kids so like my my cousin that got married she now has two kids and it's been three years and I have never seen them and it's really sad because I really want to see them but I like it's just hard because it, now like I also have to go to school it's like I don't I can only go in the summer and then it's like my mom and my aunt work. So it's really difficult and I wish I could go more often, but it's just, it's just so hard. I don't know. It's really sad. Mm. Yeah. Well, could you like tell us how was it like for you guys um, visiting Indonesia, maybe for the first time, for the second, third time? Um, and throughout the years, how was that different? How did you feel about it? Mm -hmm. okay so like I went back a really long time ago right and that was like it felt like the first time I've been to Indonesia because that was like the only time I like remember I was like old enough to remember the other time Mm -hmm. we went back to Indonesia I was like a baby like really Mm -hmm. really like like two years old baby (laughs) like really you practically don't remember anything yeah exactly (laughs) (laughs) so um the only time I went back like oh my god I was like eighth grade right and yeah um the one thing I remember the most is like the bathrooms I had to get used to like (laughs) wait wait, how is it different how is it different because in Indonesia like you have to like poop in a hole and stuff like that and like they don't have like toilets like we do and dude it was such a struggle seriously I had to get used to like the bathroom and all that and it was like I would always walk in 
they're like Ugh. and there's so many bugs in indonesia too because it's so hot and like cockroaches and, and all that oh my god yeah, <laughs> indonesia is like a really tropical country because like in the winter there's no um there's not as many bugs like it is mm-hmm. in indonesia yeah. yeah. So oh different God. from Michigan. We have like winter and everything <laughs> dies here. You have to like snuggle up in your blankets. I can tell you that that escalated <laughs> our podcast to a whole. But yeah, that's like time. my basically what I remember from Indonesia. Mm-hmm. How about you, Jasmine? Oh my God, that bathroom situation, I can 100% really, oh my God. I remember being like in the bathroom, there's cockroaches in the corner, and I'm like, <laughs> Like not, trying not to cry because I had to go, oh but God. there was, but like yeah, the raptors are a huge difference. Yeah. Um, another I don't know. Yeah. Okay, I'm like another thing that I love the food there, mm. and I oh, would genuinely yeah. get mad because we would go to like a mall, and then the, the malls are really nice, right? So like basically they have like restaurants, basically yeah. like they have in the U.S. type of thing. So then we wanted to try this ramen and we did and it wasn't good it was like we could barely eat it because we we're like oh this doesn't taste good and yeah. it was like 40 dollars for all of us and i was genuinely mad because i was like we could have gotten street food that tastes so much better <laughs> and it's so much cheaper because i was like why are we wasting our time eating this food when it's like i, I don't even want to eat it because it's gross and like and it's mm. just because it's like I don't know. I just like street food way better there. Even though every single time I go to Indonesia, I get food poisoning. But it's like it's worth it. It's worth it. It's like it's like I'm never gonna eat this food any other time. So it's like I'll I'll like if I gotta puke or be on the toilet for hours, like it's worth it. Oh my gosh! Here for a couple of years. So when we went back, like. My dad didn't even let us touch the street food because he knew we would probably really? get like a stomach ache and stuff. So I've never been able to try like real Indonesian street food. I want to. Oh, oh my no. god, that's so sad. Yo, next time, if you guys, if we, if I come home or Andika come home, you have to come with us. Exactly. Oh, we'll show gosh. you. Exactly. We'll show you everything. No. And Jasmine so and I will be stuck in the toilet together. I know. <laughs> I know. I guarantee you there's gonna be there's no competition like where we are. I guarantee. Can I just say guys this podcast has escalated to the whole new level. Oh no. <laughs> just so about funny. talking about an experience about visiting our country. And um I would like to, you know, just say this for our listeners as well, and also for this episode that I cannot stress deeply enough that street food is one of the staples of our country, period. Yes. Period. And, period. And, that, and <laughs> you know, it's not, the, the cool thing about it is they're not just, it's, they're not just, you know, one type of street food. There's many types of street food and, you know, it's served in different ways as well. Even our food, even our food has diversity. Every, everything about yeah. it is so diverse in many different aspects, in many different <laughs> ways. I, I cannot stress that any much further. <laughs> and mm-hmm. um, also, I would like to ask, you know, now we're going, you know, to the casual side of things here. Uh, what are your guys' favorite things about uh, Indonesia? And um, is it, you know, 
the food, like in particular, or it could be anything. Exactly. You know? mm-hmm. Or is it just? Bro, I think yeah. The first thing everybody would say is like food. <laughs> Their mm-hmm. favorite thing about Indonesia or just Asia in general. I mm-hmm. only want to go back to Asia for the food. <laughs> like <laughs> it's so different. Like the food, the Asian food. In Amer- that's made in America than going back and eating it yeah. in Asia it's so different and you gotta like really try it and go back to Asia to like get the real taste of what, mm-hmm. it, what like the food tastes like yeah mm-hmm. oh, and bouncing off of your idea it's the fact that you know the authenticity of like the Asian food if you eat it in yeah. Asia yes. you get like that um what's it called like the experience the sensory yeah. environment yeah. You yeah. have that all mm-hmm. compared to when you eat like Asian food in America, right? Mm-hmm. The atmosphere also clicks in on what you eat mm-hmm. because mm-hmm. I mean, you know, I mean, the street food. You know, we we get we get from the we get from the street, and you know, we we can you know experience you know what what goes on around you know the mm-hmm. the atmosphere that. I, You know, I'm I'm already stumbling talking about the food because it's so to talk about. <laughs> Dude, yeah, uh, mm-hmm. on weekends, my dad literally just searches up Indonesian food videos to watch. <laughs> That's all he does. <laughs> his week, he spends his weekends doing that, and he's just like craving back his like his searching up pictures of like bakmi and all that, <laughs> just like people going there and reviewing the food and like how they make it, especially street food. Mm-hmm. Oh my god! Yeah. Mm-hmm. How about you, Jasmine? Is it just the food in particular, or is there another favorite kind of thing from Indonesia that you have a huge interest in? Um, I would, I, because I was gonna also say like, well, food is food is huge first of all, because mm-hmm. for me, like that is the main way I connect to Indonesia here. If I didn't eat Indonesian food, it, it's kind of like I'm cutting off that because my mom. Mm-hmm. Like anytime, like we'd eat something for dinner, it would be Indonesian food, or like we would rarely, rarely eat like American food or like Mexican food or whatever. Like at home, if there's at home cooking, it's my mom's food, and it's really crazy because when I go to Indonesia, I I didn't used to like some Indonesian dishes, but then like I would just try it in Indonesia because my my mom's like, do you want to try this thing? It's like okay, yeah, it sounds good. Or like, what are we eating? And then they just put food in front of me, like okay, I'll eat it. Then I'm like, oh my god, this is so good. Then when I would go back home and be like, "Can you please like tell my mom like, can you make it?" And when she make it at home, I didn't used to like it, but then when I ate it and mm-hmm. I came back, I wanted it. So then it became like my ah. favorite. So like I remember it was soto ayam. I used to never no not soto ayam. Uh, <laughs> wait, wait, wait. Soto patawi, soto patawi. I tried soto it. Soto patawi. I had it in Indonesia and I was like, oh my god, this is so good. And then, and then I had it, and then I begged my mom to make it home, and now it's one of my favorites. So I feel like without food, I would not be connected with Indonesia. It would be really hard for me to go to Indonesia to eat food, right? Because if I didn't like it, then mm-hmm. it's like I would be suffering. So I feel like yeah. that's one, like the most important aspect that I like. Um, but I don't know if it's just because of my family, but I feel like maybe Asian culture or like Indonesian culture has a very strong. family values are like yes. very, very strong family and I really like that so me and my brother and my sister are re- very very close and so is my mom and like my aunt right like their sisters and then they have three other sisters um back at, uh, in Indonesia so it's like they're all so close and then my 
my cousins, like, and then my aunts and stuff all, all over there, they very often will have gatherings at one of my aunt's house and they'll all eat together and they'll take a picture and be like, the Abby Dean family and like take oh. a picture together. <laughs> so cute. And it's like, it's so sad. Like I'm not there. Like, because when I go to Indonesia, that's how it is. It's like 30 people getting yeah. together to eat in one house. And it's like, I love that so much. And like, even though they don't speak English, like most of them don't speak English, but some of them do and they'll just help translate or something. Yeah. Um, it's still like, I still feel connected to them because we have such a strong family bond that's been set by like, you know, my mom's like sisters and all that. So I really, really appreciate that. And I, I really love that about like Indonesian family culture, I guess. Oh, that's awesome. Mm-hmm. You know, the Thank cool you. thing about what you said, Jasmine, is that I get this, you know, if, if I were you, I would feel included. You know, like I, I would, you know, feel involved. Oh, my, my, my family's having lunch or dinner or meal or something. And, you know, mm-hmm. they would invite me to try this out, you know, and through that, you know, they get to know me, they get to learn about me, despite the language barrier, you know, despite, mm-hmm. you know, you know, you're from, a, you grew up in America and they're from in Indonesia and, you know, some of them, you know, don't speak English or don't speak Indonesian or such yet you still find the ways to connect with each other. Mm-hmm. A really, really, you know, I should say moving thing. And as you said, you know, you mentioned, you know, uh, some of them, you know, uh, are some of your relatives that are close to you are back home in Indonesia while you're still here. And, you know, mm-hmm. this is basically a pure example that distance doesn't separate, you know, the bond between, you know, people. Mm-hmm. you can be that far apart you know 10,000 miles away from each other yet you know you still keep in touch or you know once in a while talk to each other and now we have sophisticated technology nowadays now you can just you know call them by FaceTime or whatnot you know just mm-hmm. catch up with one another for once in a while so I think mm-hmm. it's very very cool that you know you stay connected despite the distance despite the language barriers despite the difference in you know background or other mm-hmm. type of factors that you guys you know still maintain that personal relationship which i really like mm-hmm. yeah um i have a question i think this question is really nice um because since you guys are very connected um to your indonesian side um with nikki your dad and then jasmine your mom um what were the indonesian values um that were taught to you growing up you know that shaped mm-hmm. your views on um, social issues, for example, or any, you know, anything. Mm-hmm. Um, Nikki, you want to start? <laughs> uh, <laughs> um, social values that were, like, um, placed, I, like, about, like, politics and stuff, or uh, maybe just, like, Indonesian values that resonates to you the most. Um, I think, yeah, like Jasmine said earlier, like the um, strong family bond, you know, one thing actually, like, um, something like my family, I don't know if it's like, uh, Indonesian culture, or if it's just like something in my family, but my dad always like wants to make sure that when we eat together, it's all like together as a family. Mm -hmm. And that's like something that I really appreciate about like, our Mm -hmm. culture and like that really like, 
strengthens our like family bond and makes sure like instills in us that like family is important and that you gotta like keep connected and like yeah and it's something that I will probably maintain when I have my own family and stuff like that so yeah mm-hmm And I would have to say, yeah, it's the same, like the strong family bonds is what I really, really like, um, because it's like, it's a huge contrast from like my dad, who grew up a single child. And, um, and it's like, it's just so weird, because like my dad has remarried a few times, and every single other child he has, he has had, were only single children. And he kind of was saying how like we are so lucky that we have like my brother my sister my brother my sister are only a year younger like we're only a year apart um so I was born in 2001 my brother's born 2002 my sister was born 2003 we're so close that like right like I have best friends at home um so right it's so important to always stay connected to your siblings right because their family family will help you no matter what So I've always just learned that. And I think also like my mom, well, because like my mom also like, even though she's not that religious, she'll also, she'll also like always be like, you know, like, okay, in Islam, like she'll teach you just like, like always give back more so that like give back Mm -hmm. so you'll receive more or something like that. Or like if something bad happens to you, like my aunt will be like, oh, I lost my watch. She ended up finding it, but then she's like, this is me this means I didn't donate enough money and I'm like okay (laughs) but I mean like that's what they believe in they always give more to more out to people expecting like this is something that will lead to I will receive back something good so Mm -hmm. I always believe that too um and I think that's that is a great value to always look at your your look at yourself in your position and know that even though you think like you know I'm not like oh, these people, like, they can afford to go, like, go to Hawaii, like, for on vacation every single summer or something like that, like, like, I'm so mad or something like that, it's, like, look at your own position and be, like, I'm more privileged than some other people, right, like, I, that's what I've always been, like, just self-reflecting on, like, noticing that I am privileged, like, how I live, I am privileged, and I have to be grateful for that, and I shouldn't look to others and, like, compare myself, and just be grateful and always give back to people that are less um, privileged as me because, right, and it's not only that I will receive something good in the future maybe, but it's just out of the kindness of my heart and that that knowing that like, you know, I'm helping someone to someday reach where I'm at or beyond where I am. And that's, a, and like, that's my future goal, right, is is to not be envious of the people that I think are better off than me, but to actually help people be better off than where they are. So yeah, I like that as well. And that, um, ladies and gentlemen of the audience, is the quote of the day. I, I was, I was so, I was so, I was so mesmerized by you, you know, saying, you know, how self-reflection <laughs> is very important because, you know, mm-hmm. it's also, you know, for a way for us you know to count our blessings and what we have in life and what we're thankful for and what you know we already know we do have and we want to make the best out of it and as you said you know giving back to people is important and Mm -hmm. I, i think that's a really really essential um value you know to to 
pass on to others, you know, to, and you can give back to others in any way, shape or form, whether it's through um, educational purposes, like for example, you're give, you're making them learn something that's valuable mm-hmm. for them or that's relatable to them in some sense, or you can, you know, give them like mental uh, support to them, you know, be there for them, you know, support them in every single situation that, you know, they're going through because obviously, you know, life is not a straight line. Um, mm-hmm. And as I said, and I, I will say this on the, on the podcast, on this episode, and since, you know, you guys talk about how family strength is really important, we uh, as Fermias MSU are really, really glad to have you two guys in our family. Yeah. That I will Fermias. say. Bermias is a really big family, big Indonesian family here in MSU. <laughs> Thank you. I agree. And to you know to to end uh, end up our episode for today, uh, I would like to ask um, for Jasmine, Nikki, um, you know, what is what what is what are some pieces of advice or advice that you would give to um, Americans uh, who have Indonesian background growing up or going through life? What what would you say to them? Who would Um, (laughs) I can go first. Uh, What I would say to Asian Americans growing up like me, I don't know, like don't think like you are you. You do not, you are not like um, categorized by your ethnicity and um, you should not like think that your ethnicity is everything and just do what you want to do. Love yourself, like <laughs> be who you are and there, nobody can judge who you are. And yeah, <laughs> I think that the value that Jasmine was talking about earlier is something everybody should have. If everybody in the world was Jasmine, we would have world peace. Like, (laughs) (laughs) so yes, do good things, Mm -hmm. be yourself. Yeah. (laughs) Mm -hmm. And what I would say is like, don't feel like because you're not as connected to, you know, one side of your culture that you can't identify with that culture like just because you don't speak the language or maybe because you've never been there or your family maybe doesn't you know express your culture as much as you know you think um you know that it's a it's in like and I know like having a bit of an identity crisis can be kind of hard to handle sometimes um, it's okay because you know what? Nobody identifies with one thing in this country, right? Everyone here is a melting pot of identities. Nobody's going to really judge you just because, oh, you don't speak the language. Yes, at some times you can feel like a bit embarrassed about it, and I, I do too. Um, I think that like at the end of the day, it's like I just make the best of my situation and I and what I identify with is what I want to identify with, right? You, you know, just like, like Mickey said, you know, you are you and you should just love who you are. And it doesn't matter what other people think that you have to be like, you're not this enough. You are enough all the time, right? So 
that's that's my message to everyone is just anybody that's struggling with the identity crisis just latch on to the things that make you happy the most latch on to the people that make you happy the most whatever culture you latch on to makes you happy stick to that and like don't say that I can't identify with this because I am not enough you are always enough yeah Oh, you guys, thank you so much mm-hmm. for sharing your thoughts and you know, sharing your ideas and perspectives on the Indonesian culture. Mm-hmm. And I just love the message that you bring for everyone, not only like Indonesian Americans, but like Asian Americans. right? Mm-hmm. And also, you know, for our general uh, listeners, you know, who are listening uh, to this podcast, you know, they will... I bet they will really, really, you know, uh, can pick off something, you know, in in the message that you said earlier about, you know, self love, self confidence, and you know, um, who are you exactly? Mm-hmm. And I like the fact that you know, Nikki is already like hyping up Jasmine. If the world <laughs> the home was Jasmine, you know, that just shows that you know the family support is like deep, you know, mm-hmm. and that's really really like an amazing thing you know to witness between you two guys and with that i would like to uh thank you both for uh being on this podcast you know for sharing uh your thoughts and perspectives you know of how uh you guys grew up as um people uh, with indonesian backgrounds and you know, to share a little bit of you know uh values you know whether it's you know personal opinions or you know it's values that others can pick on from you guys and toilet horror stories yeah (laughs) (laughs) and just again from me and also Fabrius or we would like to like thank you both really 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 much we really value uh, (laughs) we would (laughs) we really value you know your, your time here And uh, with that, uh, that is it for our third episode of Podcast Mantul. Uh, thank you so much, guys, for listening to our podcast. We hope you learn uh, something from our fellow guests. We hope you know you can pick on something that's really, really valuable for you guys in your own lives. And again, thank you for uh, to our two guests. And since this, we taped this episode. Um, after Thanksgiving Day, I would just like to say, as the lead host of this podcast, I am really, really grateful for our listeners who have been listening to us from episode one up until now. You guys are amazing, and you know we would really like for you guys to continue on listening to us as we keep on trying to share the perspectives and ideas and thoughts of the Indonesian community right here in East Lansing. And with that. Uh, on behalf of uh, Permias MSU, I would just like to say terima kasih, sampai jumpa, and see you guys on the very next episode. Thank you so much, guys, for listening to us. Bye. Thank you. Terima kasih. Bye.